Welcome to Max of Tangent. I'm Adam. I'm joined by Annie. Hi, guys. Today's interview podcast that we're doing is not one person like we are planning on doing. This is a series of interviews. Annie and I went to the LA Art Show a few weeks back, and we got to walk around, see all the art, and we talked to a few of the people. What was your overall opinion of the, of the art show, Annie? I liked it more than I thought I was going to. Okay. What was your What did you have in your mind as far as expectations? It actually kind of met my expectations, but I don't think I enjoyed it as much the last time I went. I think actually talking to the artists helped me appreciate it more. Right. I, I had gone a few years ago back with uh, Drumbox. Drumbox had a uh, they had their own little section where they were interviewing people and they were they talked to all the artists. They were in the entire LA Art Show, I think, as well as uh, Cheech Marin uh, uh, came on and other couple celebrities. From- Cheech and Chong? Yes, exactly that. that oh, guy. All right, look at me. Yeah. Uh, I remember going thinking this should be interesting. i always fascinated with art. I do like art to some degree. The Walking around the first day, I felt like a complete idiot. <laughs> uh, the, when I was there for the drone box one, this a couple years ago. I'm walking around and I, I didn't understand most of what the art was. Like, how, this, I don't under, why... How's how is this gonna sell for thousands and thousands of dollars? I it just it, it eluded me. The price tags were still a whoa yeah. to me for some of the things. It was like a grand for koi, glass koi fish in a bowl that's smaller than what I eat cereal out of. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's daunting. This is not for your average arts uh, enjoyer as as myself. This is for the enthusiasts. Those yes. that are all about art. This is uh, well, it's in the same place in the LA Convention Center as the, as the Comic Cons are. So the the way Comic Con is, I think, is is accurate transition. If, you, if you're a big fan of comics and that kind of thing, and well, in this, this day and age, more pop culture. If you go to these Comic Cons, you're going to enjoy the Christ out of it. Um, if you don't care at all about comics, or you're just like, oh, I I like the movies, you're probably not going to enjoy it as much as somebody that <laughs> lives and breathes comic books. So I think that's the same for the for the LA Art Show. For, the, for those that are truly into all aspects of art, this this would this is a huge huge deal. I I did walk away this time with much more appreciation than I did the very first time walking through there. And part of it is I think what you're saying, talking to the artists and getting to understand it. That there were even some pieces that uh, we we, t- we talked to some of the other artists that we didn't actually interview, but there were. Uh, I remember walking by and not understanding it at all. After speaking with them, it was like, oh, now I get it. And I was able to appreciate it a lot more. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the ones that we talked to here, on, on the, we're going we're gonna to play some interviews for you uh, out there, listeners. Uh, they were the ones that stuck out to, to Andy and I the most, and we were interested in hearing about them. There, there was a lot of booths. They're like, yeah. We probably did. Uh, we got three uh, percent, I think, <laughs> that we that we interviewed here out, out of what's out there and what could be seen. And this will also be a video or a series of videos we're going to be releasing uh, later on. But this is going to be just for the for the podcast portion of it. So we walked around and let's let's just start with the first our first interview here. We uh, the first one we talked to was, uh, was Emma. So let's. Uh, I loved Emma. Yes, Emma Hack. Now let's uh, let's let's hear her interview. She's we'll not about a it. hack. Um, how dare you, sir? It was a joke. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> right, we're here with Emma Hack, uh, the Emma Hack Gallery. Uh, hello, Emma. Hi. Uh, I've been looking around. Uh, I first walked by. I didn't fully understand what was happening here. I just saw some animals, and uh, it was pretty. Yeah. Walked in, saw it. 
There's a lot more going on here, then. Yeah, there is. So I actually started off as a body painter about 30 years ago. And about 15 years ago, I found the wallpapers that are just behind you. Um, and they're Florence Broadhurst wallpapers, a famous Australian wallpaper designer. Um, and I started working with them and blending my bodies into them. And um, I really love the whole camouflaging the human but letting the animals be seen. So uh, with the crocodile skin one in the background here, like... Um, I thought it would be really cool to have a real croc in it. And then so that's how the animals and stuff sort of started appearing in my work. Um, But it's very much about the environment, looking after it, putting the animals first. That's why you see them more than you see the humans. Yeah, so as far as the backgrounds go, how do you decide what the background is going to be and uh, which model are you going to use for the backgrounds? Yeah, so, I mean, you are always inspired by your muse. So for me, I've been working with the same girls over the years, so for 15 years. Some of the people have actually been in every collection that I've been doing. So I think they do inspire me with their energy and what they like and I guess their their form and what their form looks like and how it looks best so um, a lot of the time like with these ones I painted my own backgrounds for these pieces so I can sort of judge where the body's going to stand and how the pattern will overlay and where it's going to sit on the human form and then also like where you can sort of see like the branch where the owl's got to end up like sitting in the work so I can compose the work a little bit more than I do with the wallpapers which are just a repetitive pattern. And as the, so the paints, I, I imagine matching the background to the skin tone is, uh, could be a challenge. Is it the same exact paint? Is there a little bit of uh, play you have to do with it? Yeah, so like they're two completely different paints. Um, for the backgrounds, I use acrylic, and then on the skin, it's a makeup product. So um, I have to match to the makeup product with the backgrounds, if you know what I mean. So in the beginning, when I was first just, just doing the wallpapers, it was really super hard to match the colours because... It just is really hard, and the density was, like, really crazy because you sort of get a little bit of luminosity from the skin. It's really hard to get really dense colours on the skin. So for me now, I kind of work backwards. I think about what colours I can actually create from my from my makeup palette actually on the skin, and then I'll paint the backgrounds to that. Okay. So I live in this safe, safer world of everything matching up really nicely for me. Okay. Uh, my favourite one is, is the one right behind you. Uh, how, how did... It, that's, it's, it's so dark uh, with, the, with the skin tones and then it matches well, the, the flowers. How did, how, did, how did this one come about? Um, so this one's quite different. It was created in 2007, so it's one of my more recent works. Um, and what I wanted to do with this piece was create something that still felt like my work. So these are older works. So these are early 2010s. Um, so it's about five years difference between the works. So with these ones, I wanted to use the natural foliage, but I worked backwards. Because it's real, it would wilt. It would take 15 hours to paint, then the flowers would all wilt. So what I do is I paint the body first. I have the flowers in big buckets around me, you know, keeping alive. And then um, and I sort of predict where I'm going to put it on the body, where it looks really nice. And then I sort of pose the model and then set up camera, and that's my viewpoint, and I'll literally run around and stick the flowers around her to match the body paint that I've done so yeah it's a little bit of a, <laughs> a little bit of a flip so that's kind of hard as well and then the uh, bird is also sitting on the hand again Okay, so you said 15 hours for, for you to paint, but how about as far as positioning and making sure everything lines up properly? For, for this one shot that we see, how, how long is the, uh, the actual shoot process? When everything's blended, exactly, then it's like there's only one hero shot you can get. It's, then it's just expression and whether the model looks like she's breathing. <laughs> I know, it's pretty exhausting for the models, so I have to get them like, you know, they have to 
it's a, it's a real mental kind of thing if you think about it. Like if you're standing around for like 15 hours and all of a sudden you have to look beautiful, it's pretty hard. So like, you know, we sort of talk, I talk my way through with them and they kind of release, they're in pain clearly because it's not easy to do. So, you know, and just trying to get like this really gentleness and this sort of meditative state out of them um, is all very, very much part of it. So, yeah, so when they're completely blended, it takes... 10 minutes once it's lit I've just I know well I know where all my matching lines are meant to be I can just go uh, 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 okay a little bit this way a little bit that way okay shoot and if I've got the birds then I'm waiting for the birds to react so I get the model to close their eyes and do a thing and then I'm just talking to the bird hoping it's going to look <laughs> be appropriate and not fly away right. yeah <laughs> okay uh, have you got a chance to walk around uh, the artist today Oh, gosh, not today. It's been crazy busy, right? Um, but in the mornings, I sort of have been wandering around, yeah. Yeah, I always love looking at other people's art. Oh, do you have other art shows that you go to? Where, where can people find the, uh, your art? Um, well, like, yeah, I've just done one in New York. And you can just jump on my website, and there's all my updates. It's emmahackgallery.com. And, uh, yeah, you can find what I'm doing. But I've just done uh, Miami. I've had one in New York. I've been doing lots in Asia and, of course, in Australia. So I'm just sort of trying to hit the American market and see how it goes, really. Well, these are all beautiful. I I really enjoy everything that uh, you can see here. And watch the video, go to the website, and uh, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Thank you. Thanks for your support. So that was pretty cool. I, I, I had no idea what I was getting into when I first saw this whole thing. As I mentioned, I... Walking by, it's an easy thing to miss, but it was it, it was beautiful, right? Oh, absolutely. No, I think you noticed it before I did. I was like, why is he stopping at that one? <laughs> and then I was like, I looked closer. I was like, oh, I get it. It was a trip. I see. Yeah, it's one of those because even I feel I would I think I'd feel comfortable having one of these in the house even as it's just unless you're like paying attention to it, then it kind of shows itself to you. It's kind of one of those. Uh, those those scrabbly images that if you stare at it hard enough, it becomes 3D and you can see things happening. Do you, know, you know what I'm talking about? These happen in the mall a lot. I think I know what you're talking about, but I don't think I was ever able to see any of the 3D things in it. Oh, okay. I don't think it was patient <laughs> enough. But I did. I would feel more than comfortable having one of hers in our home. Yeah, um, very nice. The one that you pointed out was actually my favorite as well. Right. What was really intense is when you looked at it really, really closely, and I don't mean to sound crass, the nipple was part of the center of a flower okay. and she had painted into onto the nipple like little black lines and then the pollen lines like it was insanely detailed everything i was detailed. like jesus yeah i mean it's it's intense yeah and i'm They're sure you can beautiful. see beautiful if, if you do watch yeah. the video uh, and you see, you see the images that are going to be posted on the website later as well that it's it's all very detailed and it's 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 impressive it's it's yeah. very it's it's nice to look at and find all the things that like all the ah so much work went into it it's, yeah it's something you can see why it takes 15 hours absolutely. absolutely yeah so next up we have kimberly weber this is uh, one of those another ones that i was we were walking by and didn't understand it and then once it was explained it was it, it became super impressive oh yes it, it was already impressive to begin with but as we learn more about when it, they we'll, explain we'll, the technique yeah yeah so let's get into that. This one is uh, Kimberly Weber. We're here with Kimberly Weber uh, with this kind of art style, which I've never heard of before I came here today. Uh, it's very unique. Uh, there's a lot of layers. Why, why don't you tell us more? Hi. Thanks for, yeah, thanks for talking. So this is done with a fusion of Asian and European techniques. It's basically a beautiful sheet of handmade rice paper, and it's a charcoal drawing, and then all these layers of pure powdered earth pigments. So... 
powdered pearl, powdered mica, lapis, malachite, gold, the real pigments that artists have used pretty much since the beginning of time. So it's a fusion of Asian and Western European techniques. Okay. So the whole thing ends up as an oil painting that's anywhere from 70 to 100 layers deep. Wow. So it's an oil on canvas, but it's got a little more going on than a normal oil painting. Okay. Yeah. And uh, there's also some texture here. Uh, that, uh, I was talking to somebody earlier about it. That it comes from folding the papers? Correct. This rice paper is heavier. It's a handmade Iwano rice paper from Japan. So I can't really put this one through the hardcore folding like I do on the other ones, on the sheer papers. But there is a little bit of folding that happens. And this one is worked on the front and the back. So there's a lot of color coming through from behind the rice paper. Yeah, yeah. So a piece like this, uh, how long would it take you to make this one? They take anywhere uh, from concept to finish two, three years, um, working on just the painting part about a year. Okay. Yeah. And, and this one also has some, um, some reflective qualities that are coming, like a, from a certain angle, you can see things shining through. Where does that come from? Yeah, exactly. So that's the pigments. Um, these are designed to work with a term like a gem term, chatoyancy. So that's the fire or the luminosity coming out of the painting because it's so many sheer layers of pure pigment and very translucent. So these are mostly micaceous-based pigments that are making that luminosity and that iridescence happen. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned gold. There's some, some gold leaf that's uh, on, on top of some of these paintings. Maybe not this one, but the other ones that you have inside? Yes, I do. I work with pure uh, gold. So 24 karat gold and a couple of the ones around the corner. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's also a, one that has a clear back with LEDs so it interacts with uh, the pigments in a different way? Yeah. So this is the original. Like I said, these are anywhere from 70 to 100 layers. In the booth, we have beautiful archival prints of the original paintings that are having LED installations inside of the frame so that they can be illuminated from inside. So they become lighting features in the room at night. Okay. Yeah. Where did the idea for this come from? How did you start getting into using the, the rice papers and this technique? Okay, so I was trained really classically as an oil painter, and I've been painting my whole life. And I went to school for it, and I lived in Italy. I started painting when I was three. And then um, when right out of school, I was introduced to the rice paper techniques. It's a very old lineage that goes back at least all the way to the beginning, 5,000 years, to oracle bone calligraphy, pre-calligraphic markings. And I was introduced to this um, by Casey Tebbett, who's in the booth also, okay. via the lineage of Lin Chinchek. So I basically took um, what I was shown and adapted it to my archetypal and figurative uh, orientation. Okay. Yeah. So uh, as far as uh, this is specific style then, how long have you been doing the, the, the rice paper? Um, since 1993. Wow. Yeah, so okay. it's been 27 years now. Wow. Well, yeah. it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's very impressive to look at, and especially from the different angles to see the, yeah. the different things coming out of it. Uh, do you have a website? How do, how do people find uh, your work and purchase it for themselves? Okay. Um, KimberlyWeber.com is a good one. And also UntitledEditions.com. Untitled-Editions.com is where the prints are. 
Okay. Yeah. Have you had a chance to walk around the uh, the rest of the LER show a little bit? A little bit. It's just stunning. There's so much good work here and so many beautiful pieces, and I need to just take like dedicate like an hour or two to do that. But I've been looking as we've been coming in and out and taking a different row each time to see what's here, and there's such good work. Right. Yeah. Uh, what's what's next for you? Where are you headed after this? Well, we're working on the endangered campaign. So that is a whole project for the endangered species. It's a global campaign. And we are launching that in 2020. It's a multi-year, uh, uh, multi-pronged campaign designed to help the endangered species. So this piece, Forever, is actually one of the pieces in that uh, campaign. And this one benefits the wild tigers. So people can look at endangered... Um, Dot global for that campaign. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us, uh, Kimberly River. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Cool stuff, right? Ooh. Insane. Three years on a piece is just. Yeah, that's a lot of patience. <sighs> I, I, I can't imagine spending that much time on one single project. I would get bored a month in and be like, next. Well, okay. I'd get bored a weekend and yeah. be like, next project. <laughs> but then you see the final piece, it's like, yeah. holy Christ. It's, it's, it's impressive. It's very impressive. That tiger was fierce. Yeah. And especially once you find out what all that's happening. This is another one of those where you, you see it and it's one thing, but then knowing what goes into it and how it gets to where it gets is wow. Absolutely. And um, the ones that are around the corner, too. Um, especially the ones where she was talking about where she used the gold. Yeah. Like those, the halos. I think it was Yeah, there, there, Mary, there was, yeah. There was a couple of ones that were fantastic. And uh, she sent me some of the some of the JPEGs, which I'm all going to put in the video to get a more uh, detailed look. That the, the camera can't pick up everything, especially with some of these that they do have that reflective quality and like glowing in certain areas. You can't really yeah. get, see that on the camera, but it, it's, it's, it's crazy to look at. Good times. All right, so next up we have Bruce Lurie. This is a, he's, he's not an artist himself. Well, maybe he is, I don't know. But he is, has a gallery. So we have a bunch of pieces from his gallery that we're going to be looking at. So a uh, couple different artists that are showcased. Uh, we talk about a few of them. But here we go. Here's Bruce Lurie. Oh, I loved this one. All right, we're here with Bruce Lurie from the Bruce Lurie Gallery, uh, looking around, uh, all the fun stuff here. I uh, think that caught my eye the most, I think, was were these pieces here. What, what, are, uh, what, what are these called? Well, the artist is Josh, uh, Josh Mayhem. Now, this is a piece, the, uh, the piece itself, the uh, sculpture, is um, Brantley, Hebrew Brantley. Hebrew Brantley is an African-American artist, considered one of the very most famous African-American street artists, pop artists. Okay. So he, he made this... And this is personalized by Josh Mayhem, so he creates the resin on it. Okay. So he works with like this is um, this is uh, uh, bear, uh, bear brick. Right. You know, a lot of these artists, I yell, you know, are, are street artists. I'm not familiar with every single one, but this is bear brick. And of course, this is a cause. Cause is huge. Cause is like the biggest. Yeah. So and then we have a little cause in the corner there, which is. A, very cute little piece as well. Okay. So, but these are all unique pieces. Okay. Do you, do you know what the how long it takes to make one of these? A couple of weeks, actually, because you could see how slowly when he pours the resin and the acrylic, it has to go extremely slow. That's how you get this. You know, if you, if you the back is like these are six to eight inches long. These points. Yeah. So it's kind of. A little uh, hazardous. You don't want to run around children. Right. But they're, uh, I mean, it's, it's uses of colors are amazing. And uh, the, the quality is uh, superb. Okay. Yeah. So how did you find these pieces to, to bring them into your gallery? 
Well, um, Josh is a cl- one of my artists I represent. Okay. So he was he does uh, paintings as well, mixes the same kind of technique with the dripping paints. Uh, but I personally love the sculptures. Okay. So he'll he'll find sculpture and create personalize them. Like like I said, this is cause and Hebrew Brantley, and each it acts all, makes them all unique. And it's, okay. so yeah. Uh, some of these other pieces here, what, is, what are your favorites? What, do you, what should we point out? Nelson de la Nuez. Uh, if you fly Delta and you go to the Delta Lounge at LAX, you'll see some of his paintings. Uh, these are unique pieces. They're uh, paintings with acrylic. Uh, there's collage, watercolors. And, and if you see the wrinkle in the paper, that's actually airbrush. I mean, oh. it's, the technique is pretty amazing. All right. So, uh, and then uh, we got this artist... Um, this is uh, Todd Gray. Now, if you go to New York, there was 10,000 artists that had submitted to the city of New York to do the mural at Ground Zero. He's the artist that is at Ground Zero, uh, the, oh. big, the big mural down there. Wow. So this is all, these are unique pieces as well. And uh, there's one up front. Uh, Michael Gorman did that one over there. Uh, he's been with us for almost 25 years. Okay. So we specialize in street art, pop art, comic art, but then we also have some great abstract and figurative art. Okay. So, and photography. And, and you guys are based in Los Angeles. Yeah, we're at twenty seven thirty six South La Cienega Boulevard in Culver City. Culver so, City. Okay. Yeah. Not far at all. No. All right. So uh, I hope you'll come. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, is there a website people can go check out? If yeah, it, it's uh, luriegallery.com, L-U-R-I-E gallery.com, and we also have our Instagram, Bruce Lurie Gallery. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Have you had a chance to walk around the rest of the show? A little bit. A little bit. We've been really slammed. It's been yeah. really busy. Yeah. It's been a really good show. Yeah. Every time I walk by here, it's, it's jam-packed. I'm glad you got a few we're, minutes to we're talk busy. to me about it. No, thank you for taking your time to talk to thank us. Thank you so much. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. So that was, that was a fun one to, to record. That was a little more challenging because, like I was saying, it was very busy uh, and a lot of people walking around. Uh, you can see a couple times where Annie's trying to get like, hey, hey get out of the shot. You, move. <laughs> get, get out of here. <laughs> there was one guy whose backpack was actually behind Bruce's feet. And yeah. um, he kept like coming over to me to talk to me. I was like, I can't talk. And finally, he was like, No, I just my backpack's behind him. How long do you think you're gonna be? I was like, Oh, just you know, just a few more minutes. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was, it was very popular. There's a lot of people yeah. always always around, and, and it was because this one to me is is more. Uh, he, he says it's a pop artist. These, these guys. So a lot, yeah. a lot of the stuff they're doing is based on popular culture. So it's you see it, and you're just like, Hey, I recognize that somehow. It's familiar to me. Yeah. So that's what draws you in, I think, to, to see all the things that are there. There was something he didn't point out that I remember loving, and it was actually kind of behind where you were standing in the video, and it's um, the emergency, like, break in case of emergencies, oh, right. and there's different ones. There was one that was, like, a rolled-up $100 bill and a bag of cocaine or something, yeah. and it was just, like... <laughs> I think the one right behind me, it's, it's a bottle of wine, like, high-end oh. wine, or I think maybe even champagne. That's, uh, yeah. that's meant to look like a uh, fire extinguisher. So it, yes, it's, it's that of, one. Yeah. That was, I loved those. Yeah, that was that was a lot of uh, fun. And it's he, like breaking and, case of emotional emergency. Right, <laughs> right. Yes. What is an emergency really? Well, it's kind of thirsty. Uh, so while we were doing this one, this is when we met the next guy we're going to be talking about. And he is quite a character. He's, he's a very oh. he's a fun guy, and he just he radiates positivity, and, and it just being his friends. I was adored surprised. him. Yeah. So we're going to get into that one next. That is Lorenzo Marini, uh, and he has a very uh, unique. It, it, it's a one piece, and it's it, it got a big draw. It's one piece combined, but it's a compilation of like a 
hundred million little yeah. pieces that he put a lot of time and effort into. Right. So let's get into that. This is uh, Lorenzo Marini. All right. We're here with Lorenzo Marini. Uh, he designed this, this cube in the middle of the LA Art Show. Tell, tell us about the cube. <laughs> well, this is something immersive about immersive art. So I didn't expect it was so interactive because... There is a line, you, have, you, you, you can see that we have to stop the line because everybody come to take a, a selfie. Wasn't, imagine like a place for selfie, but it become. Uh, the idea is to redesign all of the letter, all the letters, so I designed a hundred of, you know, letter, giving a different meaning, giving, try to find a, a storytelling that every letter has. So a kind of, reinterpretation because letters are not just a slave to read or to write right they have a symbol they have a little story to tell us so funny story interpretation colorful sadness and so there is a mixed media a cultural mixed media Okay. So you're surprised to see how many people came and would basically we had to fight people out to get so we can do this little interview right now. You were not expecting that? No, because you know I, this cube has been exhibited in Milano, Salone del Mobile, in Venice Biennale, in uh, Tetis, in uh, in um, Dubai, and yeah, a lot of people come to take a picture, but not as much as in LA because right. people wants to see it to be seen. That's yes. why. Yes. A very uh, selfie culture here in Los Angeles. Uh, but you mentioned all the letters that you had. Uh, uh, do you have any letters that stick out in your mind that they, they were especially fun for you to create? No. The most important thing for, for me was not to find a common line, to celebrate the beauty that every letter has. I mean, they are independent. That's why, you know, it's part of the Italian culture to be individualist. We are not a country. We are a full of, you know, individualist people. So that's why. And every letter has to be different. So the most important thing for me in doing this work it was to celebrate the diversity. So uh, do you have a website that people can come to, to find more things that you do or Instagram, Facebook? Of course, of course, Lorenzo Marini Art in Instagram, but uh, of course we have a website, Lorenzo Marini Art, and you, you see all the alphabet I did because this is just a little part. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so thank much. You. Have you had a chance to walk around the rest of the art show? Yes. Yeah? How are you enjoying it so far? Uh, I enjoy a lot because it, it reminds me the fruit salad, a mental fruit salad. You know, everything is possible and there is no common line. So it's like when you see a color with every purse different. Okay. Thank you so much for taking time to speak with us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. I love this man. I love that guy <laughs> so much. He was, right after we finished doing that, he, was, uh, he asked somebody to take a picture with us. He's like, oh, come take a picture with my new wife. <laughs> and, uh, He's think, talking about me, not you, right, to clarify. Right, and then he added me into it. Like, oh, you can, you can be part of it too. <laughs> <laughs> I adored him. It was fun. Uh, and he brought something up that I, I again, wouldn't have thought about. Just seeing, just seeing this walking by, like, oh, that's, that's a cool cube. Uh, and then, yeah, people are taking pictures of it because it's, it's interesting. But what goes behind it, the, the, what he did with the letters and the thought that went into it, I was just like, wow, really? That's Right. Again, makes it much more uh, appreciable. Appreciable. And not... Appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> and not all of the letters that he did are in the cube. Right. He has even more letters. Yeah. This That's is... mind-boggling. Yeah, and then, and then like you like we were saying, there was a, there was a line of people trying to get in there, and uh, people kept trying to walk up, and uh, oh, we got yeah. <laughs> we're, we're doing a thing right now. Uh, it was uh, just just fun guy. As soon as we finished wrapping up, there was this one little kid, like maybe two years old, 
that went in there and was just like looking at each wall and turned around and like looked at his mom like are you seeing this <laughs> and then like turned back and was looking at the wall again i feel like he did that like three times but the look on his face i feel like is what it almost embodied lorenzo a little bit like yeah <laughs> and yeah he's, he's he's a great guy he's the energy was perfect for everything yeah for yeah. life right <laughs> he's my spirit animal turns out <laughs> I want to be oh you think you're that positive <laughs> no I, I, I would like to be I, okay. I aspire <laughs> to have his level of enthusiasm and, and joy of life all right next up we uh this is towards the uh, towards the back of the la art show there was uh i got pulled in because to me it was a bunch of disney things but it was it's more than disney and it's uh, a little interesting this is another one of the guys. This is not the artist that we spoke to. This is another one, uh, a gallery he has, and this is one of the artists that he has featured here. So this is Burt Green. Let's hear some, uh, let's hear some Burt. I'm right, here with Burt Green from uh, Burt Green Fine Arts. Uh, we've got a lot of Disney stuff here on the walls. Why don't you tell me a little bit about it? Well, it's not really Disney stuff. Jeff Gillette is an artist who uses uh, imagery from corporations, from cartoons, and from uh, sort of corporate culture and cartoon culture. Uh, but it's, it's uh, more about the juxtaposition between poverty and um, extreme wealth uh, and the way corporations influence society. Uh, he was a Peace Corps volunteer for many years in India, um, and he sort of was, thought it was sort of fascinating that all of these shacks that he would see in these um, these slums all had corporate logos and Disney imagery on them. It was mostly stuff that people could just find you know, around that they would make their houses out of. And he kind of took that idea and ran with it. Um, he lives in Orange County, so Disneyland is a big presence to him there. Um, and he just kind of works with it and messes around with it and uh, uses it as a metaphor for the social commentary that he's trying to make with his work. Okay, that's one thing I was noticing and I wanted to ask. Is, is uh, Disney the target or is it the medium in which this is being communicated? Yeah, kind of neither. It's just Disney is what Disney is. And um, he's he's making his commentary. Disney just happens to be one of several things that he uses to make that commentary. Okay. Now, you're seeing a lot of Disney imagery in this booth right now because that's what he's been doing lately. But he's not exclusively focused on Disney. Okay. Um, right now, he's been doing a lot of that kind of stuff. But there are pieces that don't have Disney imagery in them. Okay. Was, was he uh, here last year for the LER show? Uh, do, you, do you know? He's represented by a couple different galleries. And so uh, I didn't have him here last year. I had a different artist. But there's another gallery. I think there were two other galleries last year that had his work. Um, I think maybe two, maybe three even. Uh, but I've been working with him for about 16 years. And so uh, he's, we're not exclusive. He works with other galleries as well. Okay. So what, what other kind of works uh, do you present? Uh, we do a lot of print publishing. So we publish prints with artists that we've been working with for many years. Uh, we show original art in our gallery in Chicago. We have an online presence where uh, we sell prints and original work on the Internet. Um, and I was in downtown Los Angeles for 10 years before I moved to Chicago. So I have a big connection and, and uh, a big audience here in Southern California, which is why I like to come back to this show. All right, fantastic. And the, the website, if you want to check it out? Yes, it's uh, bertgreenfineart.com, or for short, you can do bgfa.us. Okay. Well, these are all very fun pieces, and uh, it, was, it was nice to see. I, I kind of I enjoyed Disney quite a bit, or what my childhood was anyway. Sure. So uh, seeing, uh, it's like, almost like a Where's Waldo for some of these paintings, yeah, and seeing all the little good. characters in there. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, appreciate thank it. Thank you very much. So another gallery owner uh, showcasing uh, one of the main guys that he does this stuff for. Remember all the Disney stuff? That, that's, you're also very big into Disney. So that, that was kind of a draw, I think, for both of us to, to see, check out this booth. I, yes, but also I very, very much enjoyed, and he even used the word I used just slightly differently, but it was the juxtaposition of yep. super cheerful Disney characters. None of the Disney characters looked sad or forlorn or anything, but in the midst of just complete devastation around them. Yeah. But these, he didn't make any of the characters look like they realized that they were in the middle of. Yeah. And yeah. so it was just. It, 
was, I, think, I think that was yeah. the point of it all. Yeah. As I, I mentioned, uh, I asked him if he was there last year. It turns out I was at the LAR show a couple of years back. And the, the, right behind me, you could see there's a little, uh, little shack there with Donald Duck standing in it. When, when, I, went, when I saw this the first time, they had a, that shack was followed by a bunch of other shacks. Like the, 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 it was an entire, like this, bigger than this table, uh, full of those shacks with the Disney characters in it. And it was, it was very impressive to, to look at. And like I was saying, the West Wardle part, every, every painting you can look through it and you'll see, oh, that's Bambi. Oh, there's uh, all, all these different characters. Yeah. There's, uh, there's Pinocchio. There's, it was, it was, it's, it's a fun thing. Uh, the, the commentary he's making, I think, is also kind of, uh, it's, it's profound. It's one of the things you don't think about. Uh, the juxtaposition, as uh, you love to say, it's your favorite word of all time. Uh, it, it, it's, it's a nice, it's a nice thing to see the happy cheery with the not so happy <laughs> cheery. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was it, it was a fun one. And this is another one when people were coming in and out, and we had to fight them off. But basically, all the yeah. all the ones, all the interviews we got was in the middle of shoving out everybody from seeing it. Well, because the ones we liked the most happened to have also been the ones that other people liked the most, right. which only encourages me to believe further that I have an amazing sense of taste in all things <laughs> and all matters of life. I, I was going to say that you, <laughs> you you stole the words out of my mouth. Those I mean, exact- I'm doing you right. Exact same words. Yes. Everyone, it's one mistake. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I love you so much. Wow. Okay. So, uh, moving on, we have uh, the next artist we have is Joshua Smith. This is uh, a few doors down from where Bert was. And this one, I I, I got drawn in just walking by and seeing that. Let's let's let him tell you. Yeah. Let's let's hear from uh, Joshua Smith. All right. We're here with Joshua Smith looking at some of his paintings around here. Very very nice, very dark. And it. I like it. <laughs> uh, tell me about this piece behind me. Uh, wow, okay. Well, this piece is based on um, the time that I spent living in Connecticut with my family. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's kind of a story of the, the 12 years that we spent living there together. And um, we, uh, we had a, a Japanese maple tree in the front yard. And uh, I had visions of the tree taking over the house and lifting it up into the sky. So that's that's kind of what that's based on. There's little symbols in there that that allude to things that happened during that that period of time living okay. in Connecticut. Yeah. When you see this, do you see any darkness, or do you, is it is it a happy memory for you? Uh, it's it's a mix. Okay. It's a mix of, of dark times, uh, but also hopeful. Um, like the the memory uh, was lifted up. Um, almost uh, outside of like um, harm, you know, protected. Um, e- even the sharks are still down there, away from where the house is. So um, it's kind of a mixture, just like life. You know, life is mixed with great times and, and difficult times. Yeah, the thing I, I, I like about these is that it, it kind of shows almost like a yin and a yang. Uh, uh, I almost describe it as a, the upside down from like Stranger Things kind of thing, where this uh, here, here's the light side and then uh, underneath and Two sides of the same kind of coin. That's a good way of seeing it, yeah. Have you seen Stranger Things or have you gotten that? Uh... I've seen it, but I'm not like an avid fan where I know okay. all the, you know, the details of it. But okay. yeah, it's a good show. Yeah, it's just the uh, real world, upside down world. It's, it's kind of what, what, what I'm seeing in, in a lot of these where it's two different things happening at the same time that together somehow is just, it, it, it hits me in a way that it's, it's hard for me to describe it. But it's, it's just very pleasant to look at. Right, thank you. Yeah, that's exactly right, yeah. Uh, any of these pieces that uh, were especially hard for you to come up with or to put through? Um, well, wow. Um, well, this is about I'd say five or six months of of work. Um, the the first piece right here. This was the the first piece of the the series. 
Um, then this piece took a bit longer. I started it at the same time, but I finished it at the end, so it kind of encompasses the whole amount of time. Um, there's a lot of work that went into that. I think it, the fire from that one and connects to that one, but then at the same time it connects to the the color and the the, the color the teal color in that one as well. So um, they 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 take on kind of like what I'm going through in life um, and the battles and the victories that I'm I'm dealing with at the same time. So okay. they they represent that. How long have you been painting? About 25 years. 25. Okay. Yep. Uh, is it always been this kind of style, or did it develop into this? No, I started with portraits. I, I wanted to study um, the old masters and do portraits. I actually started as a sculpture major and then um, realized that I didn't want to do the casting process. So I, I started painting, thinking that's more immediate for me. I did portraits, and I did landscapes, and then developed into sort of things from my dreams. When I first started painting, I said, I'd love to be able to paint what I dream. And then now it's full circle back to that again. Okay. Do you, do you find that now paint is now informs your dreams? Do you have dreams about painting? Yes, I have. I dream about these things, and then in the dream they take on another life, and then all of a sudden I find that I want to paint that that wow. version. So it's a, it's almost like a different realm that's developing. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> So the dreams inform the paintings, and the paintings inform the dreams, and it becomes a vicious. It's, a, it's, a, it's like a, it's like a whole world that exists that I can only I can't really tap into unless I'm in the dream state. Right. But it's uh, it's it's fun. Uh, I really enjoy it, and uh, it incorporates all kinds of different things in life. Different, you know. Sometimes I'm having the dark side. Sometimes it's really uh, hopeful and inspiring, okay. as well. So. Uh, do you have a website or Instagram people can follow you? Yeah, um, Instagram is at Joshua Smith Art, and my website is JoshuaSmithFineArt.com. Cool. Uh, have you had a chance to walk around the uh, rest of the show? A little bit. I, I've walked around like early in the morning before anybody gets here, come in and seen some amazing things. Um, there's so much to see that you can miss a lot that you would probably like. Yeah. Uh, so you really have to spend a couple days at least to go through. Are you, are you local? Where are you from? Uh, I live in Palm Springs right now, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's relatively local. Yeah, uh, the people from from the UK are here. Right. So, yeah. yeah. No. No. This is just a two-hour drive for me, so okay. it's it's not bad. Cool. Well, thanks for taking time to talk to me. I appreciate it. That was a fun one for me. I I I, I really like in this one for me the juxtaposition of the dark and the light <laughs> was uh was was it's it's, it's pleasant because I I feel like there's a lot of that inside of me where it's the dark and light kind of fighting each other and the, and the paintings I think brought that out of me maybe that's why I liked it so much seeing them both together where it's oh. That's it's capturing my soul. <laughs> you were very drawn into these ones. Yeah, I, I think they were nice to look at. Okay. I, I did not have the same connection to them that you did. Okay. but I did like hearing that he's. They are very dreamlike to me, Absolutely. and so I liked that he was saying, like, you know, I ultimately want to be able to paint what was in my dreams, and in my head, I was like, oh my god, I wish I could do that. <laughs> so many things I've tried to describe to you, and it's just like this would make so much more sense if I could just draw I, I did feel kind of bad about this interview at the beginning when uh, i first asked to speak to him he's like yeah yeah i'll talk to you do you, you have like questions though because i feel like he didn't have like a, a whole script in mind that he wanted to say and then i come out the gate with tell me about this one <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like, question and he was like oh, oh okay wow. um <laughs> <laughs> so I, I feel kind of bad about that but well you should <laughs> i mean i think that he's just and i actually kind of appreciated that about him that he's not someone who's He's not there to tell you what's what this painting's about. Very humble man. Yeah. Yeah. He's there to paint what he feels and sees and let you interpret it however you however it makes you feel. Yeah. Which I like. 
it, it was also nice that he, he was there with his daughter and the, the, that I, I, I always enjoy when father and daughter can come together with something and share in a a project of some kind. Uh, so, <laughs> so that was it, it was it was a nice thing as yeah. well. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have this. This is one of the. Uh, this, is, this was the largest uh, installation that was at the LA Art Show. It was it was a giant quilt about equality. That it, it it went all the way to the ceiling of the LA Convention Center and came down, and then they had to roll it up at the at the bottom. That yeah. there was at one point where they unrolled the entire thing and it went way past through the aisles of, of everything else. And we, we we didn't get there for that part of it, but I did talk to somebody that was there part of this um, installation uh, rep- representing the organization that put this whole thing together. So we're going to hear that one next. Here it is. All right, we're here with Elizabeth uh, with a diversity piece here. There's this giant, is it a quilt, would you call it? Or what would you call this piece? Uh, I would call it, yeah. I mean, if you will, yes, a quilt. Okay. <laughs> and to celebrate diversity, there's a lot of different, uh, well, there's many colors, there's a lot of different tiles. Do you know how many people came together to make this? Yeah, um, it, they, it has 3,000 squares, so approximately 3,000 people collaborated to create this piece. Okay, and, and the message here is obviously diversity. Uh, is each, each one kind of uh, dedicated to a single person, they have, how they felt, how, what message they want to get across, or is it a unifying message? Um, I think the unifying message is definitely celebrating diversity, um, but I think because everyone's so different, um, there's so many... Um, like ideas of diversity. There's so much um, people want to um, let the world know. So um, I think that everyone came together and just found different influences um, to create a message that really stood out to them, but also to share with the world. Okay. And how big is this entire piece? It is, lengthwise, it's 120 feet. Yeah. Yes. And uh, earlier today, it was uh, un- unrolled all the way, right? Yeah. Um, earlier on today, and it will also be unfurled tomorrow. Um, I believe at 11.30, 12 p.m. Um, but yes, yeah, so the whole thing was out, all the way out, stretched out. Nice. Well, how long do you think was the, the process to, to make this all possible? Um, I would say three, three to four months is um, when the artists were uh, at the Museum of Latin American Art. So it was through the help of um, uh, interns as well. We had interns working with them. So uh, they cut up the squares. People donated um, clothing, so a lot of fabric um, that were donated. And um, it was all cut up. Uh, and then we would go to different um, communities in Long Beach. And uh, we would ask um, visitors to within the museum, but also in the different areas in Long Beach to create a message that stood, they felt strongly about um, and then, you know, write the message on on the flag. Um, so there were several groups that participated. Um, we had students, um, elementary through high school, we had college students, we had um, different organizations within the area, um, also in San Pedro. Um, so once everything was collected, the items, the squares were dyed, and then they were sewn together to create this one giant piece, one giant flag. Um, it was later uh, walked at the uh, Long Beach Pride Parade in 2019. So, yeah, so if you see on our, um, our uh, postcard, there's, uh, you can see the flag unfurled through Ocean Boulevard in Long Beach. So that was a really great experience, yes. Is there a website that people can go to to kind of uh, join in with the, the, the diversity message that's happening here? Yeah, um, it's on uh, the MOLA website. So it's just www.mola.org. It's M-O-L-A-A.org. Um, and people can search our um, past exhibitions and definitely um, see... Um, the process of uh, celebrating diversity at MOLA. Yeah. Thank you very much for joining us. 
So that was a fun little piece. Uh, I enjoyed the length of it and all the messages. You have to watch the video to get all of the little... Uh, I didn't zoom into every single square because like <laughs> 3,000 squares. But I, I did kind of pan through it and you can see all the little squares that everyone made. I, th- I think it was really cool that people donated uh, fabrics and everything came together. It was like e- even the process of it was celebrating diversity, and then it comes together, and it, it, it's a beautiful message, I think. And when you look at it, you can tell that there's definitely varying age groups oh, right. that, that contributed to it, which I also really liked. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not just adults that have opinions on diversity and inclusion. It, You know, a little kid might not use the word inclusion, but they have an opinion on what it means to mm, yeah. be, feel accepted. And... It's it's shown in there, and I I found that very moving. Yeah, and and to me, I think what's more impressive than all the individual squares is the combination of all the squares uh, to tell a, a message. It, it's it's very, uh, it, it's it's one of those things that I, I I'm, I'm very I'm a very jaded person. <laughs> what I know it's it's hard to tell from everything that I do and say, but I, I don't have a lot of hope for humanity. <laughs> but something like this, it kind of it gives me a little bit of that back. Like oh, you know what, maybe. Maybe. So last night I should have replayed this for you. Right. <laughs> but, Adam, we're not all doomed. Remember the quilt. Right. <laughs> it, it, is, it is a nice thing to think about. Yeah. I, I should keep this in my mind and maybe even have a printout of this uh, around me constantly to remind me there are good people out there. Like how we have the sarcasm sign for me. When yes. you start spiraling, we'll just pull out the... The sign for you, the, the diversity quilt. Exactly right. Just, yes. Yeah. Because it, it, right. it, it does restore some of my faith in humanity and that we are not all doomed. Uh, yeah. it, 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 was, it was a nice piece to look at. And you could you, you spend uh, hours in front of this thing to see all the pieces and dive in and get something new, I think, from each individual square, uh, which is it's, it's a nice it's a nice feeling. I makes, I'm feeling warm and tingly right now. I was going to say, nice. Adam... Yeah. Did your heart just grow three sizes? <laughs> that was me, Nanny. You're a mean one. <laughs> I played on your Grinch joke, you see? But I'm not the mean one. Oh, right. That's you. Okay. Remember? Yes. We just went over all of this. Very good. So we have two more interviews that we want to get to. But before we get to those, there is one interview that I was not able to include, which I'm very bummed out about. Because it, it was uh, something went wrong with the with the video and the audio. Where it didn't capture, and it sucks. It breaks my heart because it was it was it was a fun interview. The guy was he he was large, and he was also larger than life at yes. the same exact time. He he had so much positive energy. He was he loved being here. It was uh, it was Victor Fresso. Uh, he's from Bratislava. He had a bunch of statues that were was seven feet tall, maybe eight feet tall. They were all the exact same statue, which I, I didn't realize. And during the interview, uh, I was talking to him about it. Every piece looked different to me somehow, but they are all the same. Except for one. Except for one. Oh, is that right? There was one. Okay. Because I remember asking his wife about it. Okay. And then that, that was she, was a... like, she was like, talk to the artist himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Marisa Cacciolo. Uh, I hope I pronounced that correctly. And it, 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 he, he was a very fun guy. He was very impressed He with people being impressed by his piece. <laughs> he was like... What? People are liking this. It's crazy to me. <laughs> he, he was very fun, and he's a big personality. Yes, it was I, great. I was upset because from where we were recording, I couldn't actually hear any of your conversations uh, with him. But just watching him as a person, I was like, "Oh my yeah. god, this conversation looks like it's so much fun." It, I wish I was, could be closer. It was. It was very fun, and it, 
but, also yeah. because where we were, it was, it was so loud. That's why the audio got messed up. Yeah. And I can't include the video because then we're just kind of dancing around and it, just, <laughs> it looks, it looks weird, but it was, it was great. So check out Victor Fresso, uh, V V I K T O R F R E S O. That's yeah. check him out. He's great. It, it was called the, the birth of a Nymand, which it was, I, it was a nice piece. I can tell you that the wife was saying that the, the one so the way that she sees the one character, the one there was one statue that was different, and so all of them were just straight face, sort of pouty baby looks. Yeah. And then there was one that just was looking sort of up and off to the side, looking sort of like a what is that? He's the one that's like exploring the rest of the world and is intrigued and curious about all of it versus just oh. doing the same thing day in day out. This is what you need to do. So bringing it's, from the norms, I think, is yeah. probably the uh, the vibe here. That's yeah. pretty cool. It, it was it was a great it was a great piece and I, I I'm honestly depressed that that the uh, it didn't come out. Me too because I really want to know what you guys are talking about. Yeah, God damn it. All right. Well, okay. So next we're going to get to Michael Seri. This is a guy that he didn't have an installation on the floor. He had what he called a walking installation. And yes, that was a interesting uh, talk that we had. It was it was it was it was, yeah. a, it was an interesting piece as well. The conversation, I think, is a little, a little more interesting almost than the piece itself. But he, he had a lot to say. Let's, uh, let's yeah. hear what uh, Michael Seri had to say. All right. I'm here with Michael and Alexandra. They have a walking installation here at the uh, LA Art Show. Uh, what, what is it that uh, this installation is about? So, it, well, it's a statement on social media. So basically, it's, you know, I sort of, as an artist, I kind of hold a mirror up to society. And so what's going on now, obviously, is immigration, all the... Issue with illegal immigration and immigration it's just been flooding us with bombarding us with uh, and it's turned the country like uh, politically it's turned it like them against us kind of thing and kind of vilifying uh, immigration immigrants and um, so I took different images uh, from from go- from image uh, from Google I made a collage I made a jumpsuit and illegal legal is not making a political statement. It's just sort of like, like what we're bombarded with, you know, in the news media. And um, so I'm not trying to politicize anything, but I'm trying to. It's like she was saying. It's like trying to. I'm just bringing. It's like the human aspect is lost because of politics. We lose the human aspect of, of immigration and people who just fighting for the freedom. So if you look at at all the. Uh, all the images you'll see people from World War One, the Berlin Wall. You got Palestine conflict, and really, it's just people—people uh, people who want to be free. And I was stationed in Germany. I'm a veteran. I was stationed during uh, uh, when the wall was up, 1979. So, uh, as an American veteran, as, uh, we had to have a presence there in case conflict, in case in case it got ugly. And so I got to see, you know, like what that's like. People who, because uh, you know, people trying to get over the wall would be assassinated, would be shot and killed. So basically, um, so basically, you know, uh, yeah. So the images are about really uh, people who want to be free all over the world and are willing to die and do whatever it is to be to be free, and um, that's what it's about. And how does this uh, feel for you to do to walk around with the uh, with, with the jumpsuit and the, and the, and the bright lights? How does, how does it feel for you? Well, when I saw this dress, I just like wanted to wear it as I'm an immigrant myself. I came here from Poland, and yeah, I moved here. So it feels amazing. Like 
it's such a huge statement and at the end of the day we are just all humans like we're we are all the same so it's kind of it's kind of weird well what media puts like this like legal illegal statement is like attack on us just so okay. it's it's very cool also like i'm in the center of attention everyone takes pictures of it talks to me so feels great feels great okay. to wear it today has it been mostly positive uh people interacting with you or has, has there been any negative uh that, that they don't like what you're doing Well, I haven't had any negative experience actually here. I even had one w- woman came up to me and hugged me and said it's so it's so nice. I bring this message to people. It was it was great. So I felt like I'm actually maybe doing something something good and yeah. Okay. It's very cool. Uh what 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 is it? She's my new. She's my model. Where? She's my model. She's, oh boy. She's right. She's my I'm sorry. That's fine. Can you, can we're, you go back yeah, we're we're we're, uh, we're recording a segment right now. Thank you. And Gandhi just came into the. Uh, okay. Gandhi's here. How, how does the, how is how have you viewed the reception from everybody? All positive. People love my creations. They they think I just came from Miami, Basel, and people are telling me it's like the best thing in the show. I'm standing with some million dollar paintings, and because okay. it's it's so like relevant to now. Right. It's not, it, you know, I'm not making art that's sort of like trendy or commercial, you know. Okay. So, so no, I mean, I mean, you know, you haven't seen my other dresses, but yeah, I get into these conversations with people. Some we don't always agree, but but my pieces, my 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 uh, dresses are. This is a jumpsuit. They're really it's about starting a conversation okay. about issues. That's what it's about. All right. Is there a website? You have social media that people can go to uh, find more things. So Detritus Designs uh, is my Instagram. Um, I live in Brooklyn, New York. I have a private gallery. Uh, DetritusArtAndDesigns dot com is my website. So. How about, do you have any social media that people can follow you? I do. I don't think anyone will find it, so I'll, I have to spell it. <laughs> it's A L E K S A N D R A underscore score K I E L A N. Yes. Okay. And we'll, uh, we'll put that up there so people can see it as well. Thank, thanks so much uh, for for talking to me. Thank it's been a pleasure. Thank you. That was an interesting interview to shoot. Uh, when the video gets released, there's going to be a lot of editing required for that. For sure. Yes. Uh, there are people who are coming in and out of uh, not knowing we were being interviewed <laughs> or yeah. having an interview. Uh, there, there was a, a nice elderly couple that came in and was like trying to talk to them while I was talking to them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And like I pointed out to her husband that we're recording, and so he goes over and tells her, and then she's like, oh, "Okay, so I'll just move over to this side." <laughs> Now seems like a good time. I'm just gonna walk up and start talking to them anyway. Yeah. And I was like, oh, "Okay, yeah." Well, now they're your problem because they're closer to you than to me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But it, it, was, it was interesting, uh, to, to say the least. Yeah. Uh, and you, actually, if uh, you watch the videos, you can see them kind of walking around. Uh, they, they were walking around the entire installation, the entire art show, the entire yeah. time. And uh, some of the shots from the videos that you will see online later, uh, you can see them coming in and out of those because they were all over the place. Yeah. And they were getting stopped constantly for pictures and conversations, as, as you can Uh, we'll see from the video. Yeah. <laughs> Or uh, I'll see if I can edit it. I mean, it was, it was definitely a uniquely interesting piece that people wanted to know more about. So it was, you know, I think it was something that for what he was trying to say was the right medium to do it in. If he had just had a booth and had the, the dresses mm. that he had done and stuff on display, I don't think right. it would have 
cause people to, to stop and ask questions the way it did having a person in the in the outfit walking around right. in it. Yeah. And the fact that she is herself an immigrant, I think, makes it even more powerful, yeah. you know? And it was also it was nice to see how much she was enjoying it. Uh, yeah. Because he was putting out his, his art on display. Uh, so he had, he had one version of what he was doing, but her version, I'm sure, was totally different than what, what he was portraying. And it, it was nice. She was... Every, every time you see her walking around, she was smiling and she was happy to be engaging with the people. So it was, it was, yeah. it was, it was nice for her. And I think it was, it was great for him for the exposure to have people come up and like, what, what is this? Yeah. And then have the conversation about it. It was genuinely a truly unique way of, of displaying his art right. in a place where people are going to have questions about it and yeah. engage in the conversations uh, at the level that, that, you know, he would like to versus if you ever just walking around downtown LA People are going to think that she got maybe sidetracked from the protest that she was at or something, you know? But <laughs> Yes. But, it's only a different piece if you're walking around without the LAR show. Yeah. yeah. It's only a different vibe for sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. We, we have one more interview. I, I, I saved, uh, I think, one of my favorites for the last. Uh, this, this was an interesting interview because I feel like I... I, I I was nervous uh, more so than I was for the other ones. It was adorably nervous, though. <laughs> and it, I think it comes across, and I <laughs> may have uh, not put my best foot forward. <laughs> but it, it was it was fun, and I I, mm. I liked it. The, the the art. Oh, okay. Well, we'll, we'll just we'll, let's just. Can I just say that? Yeah. I did realize later that I believe the girl we were talking to is actually his daughter. Oh, is that and right? She seemed to like us a lot. Oh, cool. So if that helps you feel a little bit better <laughs> about it. Great. So this is uh, this is Roger Dean, All Roger right. Dean uh, from uh, across the pond. Uh, he's he's not a local, and he's been around for not a not, yeah, not a very very long time. But a, I don't. That's that's how the interview started off in a bad place. I said you've been doing this forever. He's like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> 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 but he, he was he, he's uh, full of life, uh, and it was. It was, it was nice, and he, he, uh, he... Let's play it. Let's play it. Yeah, here we go. Roger Dean. All right, we're here with Roger Dean, a famous artist from way back, doing things since... Oh, my God. Way back? Way back. <laughs> Not too far back. Uh, many covers for, for albums, and uh, these beautiful pieces here that... Uh, I've walked around the entire installation a couple times, and I always end up lingering here, because this is my favorite one to just walk around and see. It's, everything's so pleasing to the eye. Uh, so how, how, long, how long have you been uh, doing these kinds of art pieces? I did my first album cover in 1968. So 50-odd 50 years, 52, okay. 53 years. But I had my first exhibition, big one, in 1966. But that was furniture. Furniture? Yeah. Okay. So... I, did different things at different times. Right. So how did you get into uh, creating album covers for people? Well, on the strength of the piece I did in that first exhibition, I was invited to design the interior of Ronnie Scott's because I was doing architecture at the time. Okay. And um, Ronnie Scott's Jazz Club, Ronnie Scott asked me to do some album covers. Okay. Uh, th- out of all the pieces that you have here, do, is, is there one that speaks to you most? Depends on what time of day. Okay. Right now, that one is. Okay. A couple of hours ago, it might have been a different one. Okay. <laughs> one round the corner. Yeah, they all speak to me. Right, of course. But not all the time. Yeah. Or not with equal voice. 
how does the uh, the inspiration come for for any of these pieces? Is there uh, what's the procedure for for you before you start actually painting them out? Well, this one was dead easy because my neighbor had the owl. Okay. And I needed to fit it into a painting, so all the trees are local. This was um, a root I had in the studio, melded with a bonsai, you know. So there was it was all bits that were around. There's a, there's a lot there's a lot of bright colors and some of the uh, is is almost sci-fi for some some of the pieces uh, more towards uh, in the other corner where there's more video games type of things and uh, there, there was I was talking to somebody else that was working here that uh, there's a lot of uh, maybe Star Wars maybe got inspiration from your pieces Avatar did Avatar okay yeah so how much of this uh, sci- sci-fi stuff goes in your head uh, that is now put on onto the canvas Well I don't think. That of, of it as sci-fi for a start. Okay. But you're saying, how many more ideas do I have? No, the like in, inside your brain, the, the, how much sci-fi is going on that is coming out? Are, are you a big fan of the sci-fi? How much sci-fi is going on in your head? So much constantly. It's outrageous. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we can build a better future, and that is a huge motivation for me and to inspire people to demand a better future. I don't think of any of that as sci-fi. You know, everything I... Well, not everything, but most of what I do is designed to be feasible. Certainly my architecture is. Um, And the paintings, you know, I think we could do a better job of looking after the landscape. And I think my paintings are there... It's part of that process of saying, it could be like this, take care, okay. demand better, do better. Yeah, I do get a sense of peace from it. Uh, the, there's one other side of this wall where there's the rocks floating, and it just, it looks, it's very serene, and it just, it, it puts my mind, my mind at ease. It kind of, it, it'd be nice to have that kind of view and just look out the window and see that. Yeah. I find them, I find painting them serene. Okay. The first major piece I did of floating rocks was in 76. Uh, it was originally meant to be for the Yes album, going for the one, but there was a mismatch. Um, but, yeah, they crop up on a regular basis in my painting. As far as designing the album covers go, does it, do they come with you, or they come to you with a certain kind of vision, or they just say, do what you got to do? Yeah. They say, they expect me to come up with the ideas. Okay. So there's no direction from them. I want to look this way. It's, it's, uh, they just want a Roger Dean. Pretty much always, but not always. Sometimes, occasionally, people come to me with an idea okay. and we work on it together. And often we talk about the ideas behind the music, the ideas that inspire the music. But almost never do, does anyone talk to me about what the picture is actually going to be or going to look like. Have you had a chance to walk around the uh, the installation at all? The the rest of it. Yeah. Uh, you're from uh, is it Sussex? Is, is that where you're located? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and how long are you here for? Not long, unfortunately. We're here to the end of the show. My daughter flies back the next morning, and I fly back the morning after. So it's brief. Okay. Sadly, because I love it here. Okay. Is, is there a website or uh, any kind of social media people can go to, to see more of your work? Yeah. Rogerdean.com. Easy. Easy. Very simple. All right. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you.
Thank you. Wait, so what was it that he was confused by you about that I had to clarify? Uh, it, was, it was the sci-fi stuff. <laughs> Where I was, I was, I was trying to get a question out, and I couldn't. I was stumbling over my words, trying to voice exactly what I wanted him to uh, to, to say, or oh. the question. I guess I was getting. I even now I can't. I can't <laughs> watching it again. I, I'm full of the anxiety that I was at that moment. <laughs> I love that he looked at me though for clarification because I was confused by you too. Yeah. I was like, I don't know either. Yeah. I'm yeah, sorry. Who's who this guy? <laughs> what is happening here? But he was, he was very nice. Uh, he was very accommodating to to us uh, getting to talk to him. And then he, I don't even think he realized he was being interviewed. Really, uh, towards the end, he's like, well, "What what is what is this? Who are you people?" <laughs> <laughs> Although I had a wonderful conversation with him when we first passed through. Okay, um, it was after the who I believe to be quite possibly his daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, since she's flying out tomorrow, and was the only female in the installation was okay. her. Right. So I'm assuming. Sure. Uh, she kind of shows around a bit and then I was standing at looking at your favorite piece yeah. and he walked over and was telling me about when he painted. I was like, you're Roger Dean. Yeah. Oh, hey. Right. My boyfriend is going to love to meet you. I, <laughs> he's constantly talking about this, this piece. He came here yesterday he yeah. dragged me over here. He was like, "You have to see this one," and he no, he was, was very he was very appreciative of it. And he said, "I can't wait to meet him." You know, when yeah. he comes back around, I don't know where you'd gone off to. I think you were looking at other pieces. I, I think I was recording the pieces to, to also edit into the video later. Well, because this was before we interviewed. Him. This was the first time around when we oh. were going through looking at who oh, okay. and where we want to interview and talking to people. Hey, you know, is there a good time oh, nice. for us to come by? Yeah. And so I I was talking to him before I realized it was him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. You know, and then he started talking about well, and I, and I was like, and I literally to his face was like, "Oh, you're Roger Dean." <laughs> and afterwards, I felt kind of bad about. It. I was like, "Oh shoot!" Please don't be. But he was so sweet about it. He was like, "Yes, of course, sweetheart. I'm, that's me." Yeah. You know, I painted all of these. Yeah, I, 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 I need one of these. I need, I yeah. need to get one of these uh, for for the house. It's, we just need to get a, little, you know, a little bit, a lot more richer. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, but it's it's worth it. These are expensive pieces, but yeah. it's. For me, oh my god, yes, take my money, whatever, whatever <laughs> it is. Yeah, I will eat ramen for the next three years. <laughs> yes, I will. For Roger Dean, I will. I'm glad that's a sacrifice you're willing to make for all three of us. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So as we kind of wind down here, this is this is the uh, we, this is all the interviews that we had. Is there, is there anything about the LER show that is stuck in your mind that you took away more than anything else? Um, I still loved the giant baby sculptures. I don't know. I, I think Emma is probably still my favorite. Okay. I, yeah. I just found it. I liked the fact that I didn't realize what was there. Yeah. Until I got a closer look. And then once you look closely, it's, you're just, it's insane. And she had a video running in the front of like the process of her painting. And it was sort of like sped up. <laughs> And it still was a pretty long video, you yeah. know, but they're like moving at supersonic speeds and it's like just how much work goes into those. It's That's the thing I think I took away from the LAR show is being able to appreciate what it is, is, is it's much deeper than just looking at it. The, the conversations that we had with people, it, it adds a new appreciation to everything. And that having these in your house, that can become a conversation piece where now you like that? It's cool, right? Let me tell you about it, and then and then it becomes a whole like what and minds start exploding all over the place, and then we gotta yeah. clean up the walls and buy new paintings because all the br- brain matters on the. Well, that's why we have glass oh. yeah. over them. Oh right, 
Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. I think about that. I have my moment. I want to be as close to it as possible. Nothing, no, no filtration. We put the glass on over it when people come over. Well, okay. We could, could just buy a glass box that fixes onto <laughs> the wall it. over the whole thing. Right. And then, you know, when people come over, we can tell them about it. After their brains explode, we just take that off. We can hose off the glass. Good. Painting's Smart. all fine. Yeah, I love where your head's at. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, in, in the uh, description of this podcast that you're listening to now, I'll put all the links to all of the different people that we interviewed, how to find them, as uh, you should seek them out. And if you ever have a chance to go to the LAR show, even just for a day, uh, carve out at least six hours uh, minimum just to walk through it. And there's a lot to appreciate, for sure. Yeah. And there's a lot that's... I mean, it's, I overheard when we were walking through in the beginning. Um, you know, I think it's probably a gallery owner walked by another gallery owner and goes, I have um, someone that came by who was looking for, for your type of work. I'm sending him over. He okay. said he's going to be coming over to your booth around like 1 o'clock or something. He's like, oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. So like the different artists, like they're drastically different types of art, but... Kind of, I, I appreciated the sort of community and camaraderie of people who may not have even known each other before they came to the art show, but oh, okay. got to know each other's art. Nice. And someone that was looking to actually purchase something that wasn't this, my art's not quite what you're looking for, but so and so over here, they've got the style and everything that you're asking for. You should check them out. Like, Beautiful. It's, yeah, it, I always appreciate that. You know, it's, it's not let me sell you on mine. I know mine's not what you're looking for. But I know whose is rather yeah. than focusing me, 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 spinning years in some way where it could be. It's like no, let me let me send you to the guy who's got what what you want. Yeah, and just like uh, some of the some of the pieces here, there's a lot there's a lot of diversity, uh, and people come from all over the world to showcase their art here. So you, you, it's it's a nice little snapshot into a lot of different styles, a lot of different things. You may not be into every single piece that you see. But there's gonna there's gonna be something that speaks to you. If, if there's not, then your soul is dead, and uh, you should. You always go so drastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, some, something has to. Out of all these pieces, the, the wide range of everything, that something if something doesn't speak to you, then yeah, that, there's something wrong inside of you. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, I'm those, really glad I liked something then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then there are a lot of pieces that we didn't get a chance to talk to everybody. Uh, and uh, we're going to, I think, go back in, in the next year, in the coming years, to do more of these because it was a lot of fun. And especially looking back on it now, it, it's, it's been a while since the LAR show was, was on. And uh, it's now just, we're just now posting about it. But it, I, I, I got excited all over again uh, <laughs> going through these interviews and hearing them and reliving that. It was, it was, it was nice. Aww. I get the warm and fuzzies. It's, it's a weird thing, which I, didn't, which I never expected to get from art. I, I, I didn't think art could be as deep as it is. Because you're very cynical. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But the, 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 the beauty is, it, it, it was shocking to me. I, I wasn't expecting to find as much beauty as I did, which is, which is weird. Uh, but very nice. Well. I was happily surprised by your reactions as well. Okay, good. Well, that was the uh, that's podcast. That's the LER show. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm Adam. There's Annie over there. Bye, guys. Uh, check out our website, ratpackpodcast.com, ratpack.productions. Either one takes you to the same place. Subscribe to us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, all the things that we have. It's uh, Instagram and Twitter is uh, at ratpackpros. YouTube channel is ratpackproductions. Facebook, ratpackproductions. Right. If you want any suggestions or any art that you may know that I, I should learn about, send an email. Yeah. Show at ratpack.productions. If you shop on Amazon... Oh, right. I don't know if any of these are available on Amazon, but if it is, well, uh, yeah. buy it. 
for sure. Go to the, go to the websites to buy them from from the artists directly, or if you can do it through Amazon, if it's available there. Before you go to Amazon, go to our website. There's a banner there. You can click on that. It'll take you to Amazon. You do your shopping as normal. Doesn't cost you anything extra, but you get a little uh, kickback from that. Helps support the show. Oh man. Yeah. So thanks for hanging out, Annie. This was fun. It was. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's Good. nice seeing you so positive. Yeah, right. I, I would I would do this more often. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, until next time, I'm Adam. I'm Annie. Hey. It's okay.